My name is Senator Tessman. You're listening to Keep It Simple Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Simple. We are presented to you this week by Quick Play. If you're a first-time listener, we're the podcast talking to the top talent in the U.S. soccer world, like Zach Steffen, Chris Richards, and Alexi Lalas. We release episodes every Monday on every podcast platform as well as YouTube. Make sure to follow us on social media at KitsPod just to stay up to date with everything we have going on. On this week, we are joined by Tanner Tessman. Tanner's a FC Dallas player who's also just called up to the U.S. men's national team senior team for their game this week against Trinidad and Tobago. Tanner takes us through his experience of what it was like to turn down the opportunity to play college football and soccer for Clemson and instead sign his contract with FC Dallas. We also talked through Tanner's season at FC Dallas this past year, his goals for the upcoming year, uh, the upcoming game against Trinidad and Tobago and his official score prediction. And we close it out with some talk about his podcast called Chum Chat, which is releasing season three very soon. But before we hop into our conversation with Tanner, I want to take a second to talk to you guys about Quick Play, which is the sponsor of our video today. If you guys are like me, you probably play a lot of small sided pickup soccer. And a big problem that my group and I, we always run into is finding a quality net that won't rip when somebody shoots the ball too hard. Valentin Perevalov, you know you know what you do. Uh, quick play, they have the best goals in the game. They're really, really uh, high quality. They're very easy to transport. They're quick to set up, and they also have a two-year warranty. They also have other training equipment, like rebounders, that are not only affordable and high quality, but they also get your touch very crisp. So using our code 10OFF-NP, you'll get 10% off your order. So head on over to quickplaysport.us and use code 10OFF-NP. All right, here he is, Tanner Tesson. Okay, all right, we now welcome on another special guest. It is um, an FC Dallas and U.S. U23 player, Tanner Tessman. Oh, I forgot to mention he's also a podcast host too. So, Tanner, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, of course, man. All right. So, before we get stuck into it, we'd like to kick off with a few quick sitter questions brought to you by our fans and uh, the writers of our show. So, this round's all about kind of being instinctive and reactionary and, and taking your chance. Are you ready? All right. Yeah. All right. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Favorite club growing up? Arsenal. Tea or coffee? Tea. Favorite pregame meal? Chipotle. Ballon d'Or 2021 prediction? Robert Lewandowski. Vine or TikTok? Neither. Fries or tots? Oh, fries, probably. Uh, your favorite chum chat guest so far? Oh, I don't know if I can say that. We've had a lot of good ones. Uh, celebrity crush? Uh, none really, but I mean, JLo's hot. All right. Which World Cup goal are you more fond of? Clint Dempsey's run 
against Ghana or Abby Wambach's last minute header against Brazil? Ooh, probably uh, Colin Dempsey. Favorite type of music? Uh, rap, probably, or pop. Uh, favorite soccer podcast other than Chum Chat? Ooh, I guess keeping it simple. Love it. You guess. No. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like a lot of guys I talked to, they said their um, favorite club growing up was Arsenal. Like we had Paxton Paul McCall on last week, and um, he said Arsenal was his as well. And talked to like Cole Bassett, but wonder what the connect. Like, I don't know. Like there's a lot of Bassett, Arsenal fans, I guess. Bassett <laughs> went over there and trained with them for a little yeah. bit. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I just I just like Arsenal. I had this little mini ball growing up that had an Arsenal logo on it. So this is my team. Yeah. All right. So we saw online Wikipedia says you are six foot two. Okay, but on your podcast you say six three. Are you are you lying to your listeners here? Or what's it or is was your Wikipedia wrong? No, nah, Wikipedia is wrong. You know, when they they when I signed pro, I was probably six two, maybe a little like six two and a half. Now I'm definitely six three and a quarter. So they need to update that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully now they will. Do you yeah. Google like do you Google yourself a lot to like look at like what's going on, on your Wikipedia page or like just whatever's anything going on? No, no, no. I mean occasionally there's like a there'll be like an article that I want to read about myself, like on ESPN or something, like cool. Yeah. And I will look I'll look up like the the article and then maybe catch myself looking at some other stuff, but yeah, not on the regular, no. Cause so I- <laughs> I looked you up on YouTube and then like the first, maybe not like the first thing, but like there was like four or five videos that were like Tanner Tessman, welcome to Bayern Munich. And it was like two weeks ago. And I was like, really? Cause weren't you supposed to go, you were supposed to go train there. Right. And then got called into the camp. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to go train and then got called to the 23. So yeah. Was that your decision to choose between the two? Uh, no, not really. No, no. Yeah. So I, as like a pro, how often or like how much do you pay attention to on social media? I'll say like you haven't seen those compilation videos, but like if I am a hater and I'm commenting on your page, am I like getting through to you or are you just not paying attention to it? Um, I mean, if you're coming on, on my page, you'll probably like I'll probably see it. But mm-hmm. I mean, if it's just like a, a tweet or and like in my DM request, like I probably won't see it. So, yeah, yeah. So you guys aren't really paying attention to stuff like that. Cause I always thought about it. Like, especially like guy, like you have what, like 3000, 4,000 followers. Like I'm sure you see a lot of the stuff. I don't know how much actual hate you're getting. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I I don't get a ton of hate. Um, Mostly like more like love. Like once you come to Bayern, like I got a couple DMS, like just from like random people, like super excited to have you in Germany. Like what are you talking about? But no, it's, (laughs) it's all good. It's all good. I mean, hate or love, whatever. If you're on my page, it's cool yeah hey no no uh publicity is bad publicity so there you go another thing we saw so like we do a lot of big research on you guys wikipedia mainly Uh, but we saw it said you're the godson of Dabo swinney and i saw you also committed there so i assume that's true which i'm pretty sure it is because you talked about that but so when you were uh being recruited there what, what was that whole experience like for you just to be to go there? Yeah, I mean, so growing up, I always was going to Clemson games, going to Clemson to vacation. Uh, we vacay with uh, Dabo every every summer in Florida. So um, had a good connection there. 
and the soccer coach there, Mike Noonan, he was, uh, we've been real good friends since I was, you know, playing, kind of getting on the scene, moved to Dallas. And then uh, when it was time for me to kind of get uh, into college recruiting and decide where I was going to go, because at the mo at that time there was no like pro, like I wasn't going to sign. So, um, you know, I took a couple visits to different places and kind of came down that Clemson was the one uh, just so I could, I mean, that, the, the real thing was I could play soccer at a, a very high level. Obviously Clemson won the ACC championship this year. So, I mean, speaks for themselves. And then um, also the football teams and national championship football team, like, we're going to get opportunities and it would be great for me to have both sides of it and then also get a free education. So it was, it was kind of like the best scenario be around my parents. I mean, I moved away from them when I was 14. So to play in front of them again, it would be really special. So it kind of just made sense. So that's why I went with Clemson. So how would that have worked being a soccer player and a football player at the same time? It would have been a pretty big time commitment now. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been really busy, a lot of stuff going on, but uh, we, we, we had it figured out kind of what I would do. Um, wouldn't have uh, gone to all the football stuff. It would have been mainly focusing on soccer. And if, if football became too much, then I would just stay with soccer. And then maybe the next year, try it again with football. So it would have been pretty lenient. Uh, but uh, I think we would have made it work. And you got a lot of good people there. And they would have helped me out. So how good were you at football? I'm guessing you were better at soccer based on the fact that you're pro now, obviously. But, like, could you have possibly gone pro as a kicker if you would have, like, dedicated yourself to that rather than soccer? Uh, I'd like to believe so. Um, growing up, it wasn't always, like, I'm a kicker. Like, I played football as wide receiver, safety. So uh, it was more just, like, enjoying the sport. And then kind of it was more like basketball, soccer was my decision. And when I – like, even when I left to go to Dallas, like, my basketball coach was like – there's no way you could be better at soccer than you are basketball. Like you got to stay and play like varsity next year. And I was like, bro, I'm going to Dallas. So I think that was more the thing like basketball and soccer, but football is, I mean, kicking is like, I mean, any, really any soccer player could kick. So, but yeah, if you put a little work into it, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of guys could go to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. So when you visited, did you visit on like a recruiting trip as a football player or a soccer player? Cause I feel like going as a football player, it'd probably be a little bit more fun than visiting as a soccer player? Yeah, so I took I took like four visits to Clemson. Like I took uh, one official visit, but then like I, I would go home for the weekend and it would be like a visit. Like I'd just go see my parents that live there. And then I would like go see the coaches and like walk around a bit and go to a game and they counted as like a visit. But um, the one official visit I went on, it was like a football player visit. So I was doing the whole routine with them. Like you go in the locker room before and you go up on the hill, like where they run down. And then you you get all like you sit in the player area or whatever. But um, they're like, like all my visits, I didn't go to a single soccer game because there was just none. Mm -hmm. So I would say definitely more as like a football player. So it was yeah. pretty sick because I'm sitting there with like, I don't know if you know Brian Brise. He plays uh, for Clemson now. He was like a big time recruit defensively. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the locker room like, with all the guys, like I know a bunch of the players because like my dad works there and like I've just been around him a lot. And um, so I'm talking to all the big time guys like Christian Wilkin and Dexter Lawrence. I'm just chilling with them like, what's up? And Brian Brise is looking at me like, who is this kid? Like, I've never seen this guy before. Yeah. And I'm just chilling with all the like all the people that he's meant to be like with and stuff. And everybody was looking at me like, dude, who is this guy? So yeah. it was funny. Did you meet Trevor Lawrence at all? Yeah, I've I've uh, I've, I've ate lunch with Trevor once. Um been around him a little bit but he's i mean he's not very talkative like no to, to new people but you think you think he's gonna go number one in the draft this year i mean i think so i don't oh, i don't yeah. know who could pass up on him you know yeah, yeah. right
it's turn like a franchise him and, around. Him and Fields, but like I feel like he's probably the logical yeah. number one pick. Yeah, for the NFL, yeah. 100%. So in the article too, I saw it, it, there's an article that they, yeah, I think it was MLS or ESPN wrote, and they said that you were kicking 50 yard field goals with both feet. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. So you like you consider yourself ambidextrous then? Yeah, you, you got just... a five star weak foot or what? Uh, I mean, I think I think so. Just like, um, I mean, a lot of people like if you know Brandon Cervania for FC Dallas, he swears mm-hmm. I'm left footed. <laughs> but uh i mean i i don't i don't i, I think i'm definitely right-footed it's just uh i put a lot of work into my left foot to to help myself be a better player so what do you have on fifa you know i think it's a five-star left foot is it really? okay i think i'm like one of like five americans that have like a five-star left weak foot sweet so are you are you like that in other sports too like are can you uh like when you play basketball can you shoot do you shoot lefty or like do you ever no, 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 definitely only with my feet. Just so feet. I'm, I'm fully right-handed. It was just like a practice thing. Like you just trained really hard on your left and your right equally. Yeah, yeah. Like growing up, it was always do more reps on your left, and mm. I stuck with that. Yeah, I feel like even though like that's like paid a lot of attention to. Like growing up, everybody's saying like, oh, like work out your left, use your left. Like nobody really actually like pays as much attention as they should to. to yeah, that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when so like you were obviously like athletic guy. When did you realize like soccer was it? Soccer is what you wanted to be doing. Like you wanted to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. So when I when I was fourteen, I came on. A, well, I went to a trial in Philadelphia, and then I went to a trial in Atlanta, and then I came on a trial at FC Dallas, where Brandon Cervania had came with his brother Jaden Cervania, uh, real good friends of mine, and then Chris Richards was looking to go there too. So we were kind of all like in the Dallas world. And I, I didn't know like what pro was really when I was 14. I mean, obviously I knew there was like leagues and stuff in Europe, but I didn't really know anything or too much about the MLS. So then when I, I came on trial at FC Dallas and, and then I made the team and that was when, you know, I gave up basketball, I gave up football and it was going to be like hundred percent soccer. And I'd never done that before. I always played basketball or at least something in school and always had a lot of things going. So then when I moved to Dallas, it was all soccer focusing on that and and I was around the first team a bunch so that was always on my mind to sign and then at 14 15 was when I really you know said like I could definitely sign pro I just got to put the work in and and good things will happen and that's what I did so what is the FC Dallas Academy system like we've had a bunch of guys on who've like kind of graduated through that academy and they all say like from the second you step in you're treated like a young professional would you say that's true oh yeah 100 percent. yeah I mean everything from trips to so, I mean, you have your own locker room every morning. Like, there's not a lot of teams. I mean, academy teams around the around the U.S. that have a locker room for their players. So, do they have a school at, at Dallas that you guys go to? Yeah, it's a public high school. It's called Lone Star, but majority of the guys go there. So you're always around the guys too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know the Union has their own. Like, I think it's called YSC Academy. They have their own school just for Union kids, which is like it's cool. But I I think you definitely got a better experience being able to go to a public school and be around like non-professional athletes too. got like yeah. the best of both worlds. Yeah, definitely as like a, especially as like a, a residency guy that comes in, that's not from there. Like if you go to union, you're literally around the only like guys and you have like no other friends other than yeah. like the team. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Thanks. So that was like, the union was one of the teams you trial with. Did they give you, did the, you have a full-time offer like or full-time offer like they have an offer for you or no 
Uh, they gave me an offer, but it wasn't, it was going to be tough to work out. So it was basically like they didn't have me an offer because, you know, if they wanted me, like they would have made it work. They would have made it happen. So, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So then how did, how did it come down to Dallas? Like, why was Dallas the one that, is that just the way it worked out or? Uh, well, it was really between Atlanta United and Dallas. Um, Atlanta was, it was going to be their first year. I was going to be there in the first year of like the academy and everything, which obviously they won the, the DA with Andrew Carlton and them. So it would have been a good decision, but mm. I just went with Dallas because the youth that they've been producing like consecutively over the years, it's like, you got to trust what they're doing and not take a risk with Atlanta. Like it would have been great to go to Atlanta. I know a bunch of guys there. Like I knew pretty much the whole team before, but coming to Dallas, taking a risk where, I mean, the youth Academy is insane. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's undoubtedly the best academy within the MLS. I don't really know who's close. I guess like the Union now have had Aronson and, and McKenzie uh, go over to Europe. But I mean, Dallas has just had like countless guys come through and they've got a ton of guys over in Europe now, too. So I would say they're they've got to be the best. I don't even know who's who's a close second to them at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm hmm. Yeah. So what's the deal with Brian Reynolds? I mean, I've been seeing a ton of like transfer things. Yeah, come on. Like give, it, give us something every single day. Give us a scoop here. Where's he going? <laughs> hey, man, I don't know if I can give you all the scoop. You know, I'm saving it for some chat. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right, that's fair. <laughs> you, you guys getting him on. him on or what? Yeah, you got to get yep. him on. Yeah. Have him make his announcement on the chum chat. Hey, that we've we've tried. PR one on one. Yeah. He's Just a tough guy with on. the media. Yeah, because I. I saw it was like he was something about Roma yesterday, and I was like, when did that even come into? The, I just saw everything about yeah. Juventus. Like it's, we know everything. it's Italy. I'd be shocked if it wasn't Italy because there's been so many rumors. But who knows where? Who 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 the hell knows? Yeah. So who's the next like FC Dallas product we should uh, have our eyes on? You know, other like than yourself, other than you and uh, and uh, Reynolds. I mean, that's a tough one. We got so many guys that could have just one good year and, and go yeah. wherever. Um, I mean, you look at the guys at Bayern. I mean, things Brandon Savinia has already done. I mean, he's he's got a lot of good, a potential ahead of him. Paxton, when he gets healthy, I mean, he's going to be dangerous. He's going to have options. Um, we just signed one kid, Justin Che. I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, good defender, outside back or center back. And we, I mean, we just lost a center back this year and we kind of have no depth there. So if he could turn up and, and do well, maybe get some opportunities, like he could have a good uh, start to his year. But uh, I mean, we got Pepe. I mean, if he starts scoring, he could go anywhere. Dante, if he starts playing well, I mean, he could go anywhere. So, I mean, we got numbers. That's a, a deep list. Yeah. That is a deep list. Yeah. Who's over at um at Bayern? It's Pepe, Cervania, and who else? Who There's two others, right? Or is there there's three four. Others? Yeah, there's six total. Is there six? Wow. Yeah, Paxton, Paxton, Brandon, Thomas, Edwin. Oh, Thomas. Yeah. Dante and Pepe and Shay. Yeah. Have you talked to them? I'm assuming since they've been there. Yeah, yeah, a few times. What? How are they? How are they liking it? Like, what's? How are they fitting in? They, I mean, a bunch of them have already been over there, so it's just, I mean, it's just training for them. Mm-hmm. But I talked to Che. He's doing well. Um, they're enjoying it. They're just saying it's freezing cold. Like, the first day they got there, it was, like, five feet of snow. You don't well, get that in Texas. No, you don't get that in Texas. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, are they with the 19s then? Um, I think they're with the 23s. 23s, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, Richard's Ooh. probably playing with them, huh? Yeah, he. I think, uh, they're, I think they're staying at his house. Oh, really? Um, oh, wow. I think so, yeah. Damn, Byron can't put him up in a hotel or something? They got to have him. 
I guess they, they can carpool they, and stuff. I think they – I mean, so Byron gave him, like, two cars. So, uh, I think it's Thomas and Brandon Sylvania have the keys to the whips. And uh-huh. I think they're at uh, – I think they're staying at uh, Chris's house, but I'm sure they, they can stay at the – the little uh, residency at the other guys are at Fonzie's crib. Yeah. 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 Must be fun experience for them though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look what happened to Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that happens again to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you, I mean, YouTube is already saying you're going there. So (laughs) yeah, they might know something you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, so this coming season, what are some goals you have for FC Dallas? Like personally and as a team, well, personally, I want to score a goal. I mean, I <laughs> games without scoring, so I got to score a goal. That's number one. I want to start scoring goals and get more assists. And then um, I just want to be like a starter. You know, um, I don't want to be a guy that gets rotated out or, or has to sit the bench uh, many games in a row. You know, I want to be a guy that's, that's reliable and, and kind of help the team a lot and, and be a leader. And then, um, I mean, just with FC Dallas, we have a lot of goals uh, as a team. Um, we need to start winning more away games. Uh, that'll help us with the league. I think that'll help us get up up higher in the standings. And then we want to get a home playoff spot, so top four in our conference. And I think that'll set it up, set us up for a good uh, postseason. So as far as becoming like a regular starter, somebody that's not rotated, what need, do you need to improve on to kind of lock that down? Is it like scoring and assisting more, like you said, or is it more kind of minute things that you need to tweak? Uh, well, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, if I'm scoring and getting assists, I, I find it hard for for any team to take that player out. So, uh, I mean, obviously, if I can do that on a constant basis, then I don't see why I wouldn't play. But also, um, I mean, there's a lot of little things, just being coachable, listening to what they want me to do, whatever position they want me to play in, uh, doing what they ask. And and if I can do that, I mean, I'll hear week to week what they want me to do and make a little adjustments. And, I mean, you got to get wins. If we if we start losing games, a lot of rotations will happen. So uh, it all comes down to winning games and, and playing well. Yep. So this is kind of random, but is there anybody in the MLS that you have beef with on a personal level? Beef with on a personal level? Um, No, I don't. I mean, I don't think I, I mean, I hardly know anybody. I mean, we played like six teams this year, so I don't really know. No, not really. You guys had all that trouble with COVID, so you couldn't really play a lot, huh? Yeah, I mean, we were just playing the same teams. It felt (laughs) like every week, but uh, yeah. Yeah. You big? Do you, do you are you like a big trash talker then or no? No, no, I, I don't. I trash talk. I I trash talk if I know the guy or yeah. Like I'm on a personal level, like they know I'm joking or I'll say something, but no, I'm not no. talking to the random guys. Do, that have do been a like, lot of guys talk trash in the MLS? Um, not really. It's probably more know. like between like people you know, huh? If you're like playing against one of your buddies, you're probably just like yeah. And then there's like the the foreign guys that'll have like, I mean, they won't talk trash, but it's like on a, a bad call or like a, a, a hard tackle or something. They'll have something to say, but it's not like talking trash. They're just getting mad. Yeah. Yeah. Do what, what's like the, uh, your least favorite team to play against, like to travel to and go play against. Like hardest team to play against or just yeah like, yeah just yeah i'd say like, the hardest with or, with like atmosphere taken into consideration well and i like mean weather and stuff yeah um well without fans it's tough to say yeah I feel like with oh that's fans, true yeah it would be like seattle for sure right but um honestly i like playing against the better teams i think uh 
I mean, just this past year, my only experience is I speak for myself. I just hated playing against Houston because it felt like, I mean, in the academy, you play Houston like four times uh, a year and then you play them. We played them like six times last year. It's like, I don't want to play Houston anymore. But I mean, it kind of turns into points for us because I feel like we do well against them. So I ain't, I ain't complaining. Is that your, your biggest rival, Houston? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, so have you played in a full stadium yet? Or has your whole yeah. career been COVID? My uh, first two games were at Dallas, so I wouldn't say it was a full stadium, but we had fans. Okay. But not like a like a you didn't play pre-COVID at all, right? No, I did. Those those two first those, games. Those were just those in, two games. Okay. Yeah, and then okay. the rest were COVID. Gotcha. Damn, yeah. so having at a inopportune time for you, huh? <laughs> no, but I guess it was good because there wasn't much like I feel like a lot of the guys that are used to playing like if you play for Atlanta United and you're used to playing in front of seventy thousand every week and then you go playing and it's like a training match, like I feel like that's a big like kind of switch up. Yeah, but, like honestly, you're probably used to playing yeah. academy games where there's no fans, so it's kind of like more or less the same, I guess. Yeah, definitely in Atlanta it felt like a, a scrimmage because you just like you're going in this massive stadium and it's just like nobody there because they had yeah. no fans. It's like at least have some people because it just makes it way better it was probably eerie as hell too being in that because it's closed off like there's a roof on it too yeah yeah i'm surprised they didn't let anybody in because georgia's like pretty wide open like as far as covid restrictions yeah Yeah, i don't know yeah so moving on you're now down in florida with the national team how has that been for you it's been good. I mean, just getting to meet the guys, I think that was the first thing I had to connect with everyone because, I mean, I'm a newbie, so everybody's wondering what I can do and what I can provide. And for me, it was just connecting with them, and it's easier to do on the field. So, uh, but, no, it's been good. Uh, been battling hard, competing well. We scrimmage Canada tomorrow, so it should be a, a good experience. But, no, it's been real good. Oh, scrimmage tomorrow. I didn't even realize that. So, so that's like tomorrow. <laughs> on a training ground, you guys are, are scrimmaging then? Yeah, it won't be live. No. Interesting. And is that like a U23 thing or is, or are the senior guys involved in that too? I'm not really sure, to be honest. We'll no. see you tomorrow. Okay. Interesting. Have you talked to Chris Gloucester at all? Yeah, my boy. You yeah. trying to get him on chum chat? Um, potentially. potentially. If he gets a move, if he gets a transfer, then you guys can get him on. No, I was just going to say, he's a little, he's a little tough to, he's a little spotty with responding. Yeah. He's tough. He's tough to schedule with for sure. But we have we got him on eventually. It was good. But I could get him on tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Nah, he's in the DMs, just, dude. It's tough. It is I tough. Just go to him. his room and be like, "Yo, Chris, we're getting yeah. recording. We're recording, bro." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, funny. That was funny. Nah. He's he's a funny guy. I liked him a lot. Yeah, Chris is funny. He's so gay. what was what was your last involvement with the the youth national team prior to this camp? Uh, I went to, with the twenties to Slovenia in two thousand nineteen. Uh, it was like towards the end, I want to say, like in September. And was that – that's probably the last time that they really had something, right? Because 2020, there wasn't anything with the 20s. They had a 20s camp in the beginning of 2020, like January 1st. Okay. They had like – that was like the last camp that they had mm-hmm. with the 20s, yeah. Interesting. So, wait, um, were you eligible for the U20 World Cup coming up or was that past – you were eligible? Yeah. Damn, that's, that really sucks then. That and yeah. the Olympics are done. Nah, I think the Olympics are not confirmed. Oh, it's not confirmed? Yeah, Yeah, it's not confirmed yet, but we'll see. Because I was, like, looking into it – or not looking into it, but I, like, saw some tweets or whatever about it, and they were saying, like, 
logistically it's just like not possible to do a bubble because like even the nba was tough and i'm guessing mls too and that was like three or four hundred athletes but this is like eleven thousand athletes or something for the olympics total so like logistically a bubble just like probably won't work out so it just depends if they want to like take a risk i guess yeah we'll see but, hopefully they do it because hearing the news about the 20 world cup was 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 pretty sad so we'll see what did the coaching staff kind of like have to say about that like the u20 coaching staff they were just all, you know, disappointed. Um, we really didn't have a say, so it was nothing we can control. Um, we didn't really get to meet up a lot. Like we had two 20 camps, so it wasn't like we had all this prep and we were ready. But uh, I mean, it was a good experience overall just to be in a group chat with a bunch of guys and do some competitions and do whatever with the guys. So it was cool to meet some guys, but uh, they were just disappointed of, of how, how things were, I mean, how things are and, and wish we could get on the field together, but can't, so. Yeah, you guys had a good squad too. You guys would have done well, so it's tough yeah. to see. So in this uh, camp now, is there anybody else that's like a, a newbie like yourself there? Um, I think there's like, I don't know off the top of my head like who it is. There's, but there's probably like a couple. Four or five. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Or some of your closest friends in this in this squad currently? Like the guys who are in camp right now? Um, George Bello. I grew up with him playing, so he, he's one of my boys. Uh, Chris, uh, he's chill. Brian, Ko, he's he's pretty chill. Um, I mean, honestly, everybody's like, I'm I'm pretty cool with everyone. Um, we have like little pods, so we kind of like have to talk to people when we eat and stuff. So Abubakar, he he's I sit next to him, Buba, and then Sam Vines, and then uh, Jeremy from Portland. So that's kind of my pod. So I've been connecting well with them. But uh, yeah, no, everybody's everybody's good. Awesome. Yeah, we've been talking with Sam Vines a little bit. Hopefully that episode coming soon. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, so wait, is uh, George Bello, is he from Alabama too? Because I know he plays for Atlanta. I don't know if he's from Georgia or... He's he's from Atlanta, yeah. He's from Atlanta, okay. Yeah. So how did you know him, just through youth national team stuff? I actually, um, I played 3v3 back in the day, like when I was five, six, seven, eight, And... Um, being in Alabama, the only good soccer you can really get is in is in Georgia. Like that's the closest thing. So I used to drive to Georgia all the time, play tournaments, whatever. And we played against Georgia's team in a final when I was probably like five. And then um, we we recruited him and one of his buddies to our team. We went on to like win the national championship in three v three and and do a lot of good things. And then started playing summer league with him. Um, it's called Super Y. We won the national championship in that too. And and IMG uh, a couple years later. So I I played with him for seven years probably when i was little so damn that's crazy you guys must have been raw your team you yeah both we're of you guys <laughs> you know zion jones too or no uh no where's he from atlanta yeah he's from atlanta he went to Schalke. uh played with the national team played with atlanta united won the championship um he, he's a raw player he was on our team too phil wow that was crazy he's your age uh he's a i think he's a oo okay so where's he at now I think he's playing USL League, uh, USL Championship. Kind of um, fell off when he went to Schalke. Damn. Trouble, but uh, oh, okay. But he I was, was gonna say, athlete, yeah, that's that's a big fall off from Schalke to the USL. That's pretty steep. But if he got in trouble, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Damn. So, so for, you guys, you guys are gonna play Trinidad and Tobago. When is that? Like the second? Uh, it's on the thirty-first, I think. Yeah, 31st. it's next Sunday, I believe. So. So that's you guys are going to be in camp all the way till then. So this is a long camp then. It's like three weeks, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty long. That's a pretty, that's a pretty long camp. So are you guys like, what are you guys doing in your free time? Cause I feel like you guys must have like a ton of free time down there. What do you train like two hours a day, have meetings, maybe another two hours. Like, you probably have a yeah. ton of time to fill up. Yeah. I mean, we just wake up, train, um, have lunch and then we'll have a gym session every other day and then we'll have dinner. And then when we don't have gym sessions, we'll have meetings or therapy or whatever, but you're just chilling really. So mm. chilling, doing podcasts. Yeah. You got any, you got any, uh, episodes come when's your season three dropping season three is dropping pretty soon we haven't got a release date yet but we got we got some guests loaded we got brendan erickson on yeah we got, uh we're gonna get chris gossler on i talked to him so uh we got a uh, we got some other guys too we can't really share yet you know but no. we're gonna get brian reynolds on for sure so what about a little cheeky weston mckinney hey we've tried <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, got hey, he won a trophy now he's 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 hollywood yeah See, he's he must be a tough guy to reach, huh? I mean, it's just tough because he's, he's busy, out. Right? So yeah. a bunch of the guys know him, like a bunch of the guys that play college, like whatever, are like good friends with him. Like when he comes back, they chill, hang out like all the time. And it's like I talk to them, like yo, text Weston, they'll text Weston, he'll say like ah oh, whatever. And I mean, coaches too, and even like an agent, his agent, I've I've talked to and. I mean, it's just you don't want to bother the kid, you know. Yeah, he's he's busy. He's he's living his life, you know. It's yeah, doing his thing. It's how it is. So with Chum Chat, how how did you guys? I mean, I know you guys like you guys. It's three of you, and you guys. What made you guys like say like, oh, let's go for this? Like, what was the deciding factor in getting it started? Yeah, man, I think it was um, like we were just kind of like well, there was no real motive of what we wanted to do with it, but once we kind of talked about it, it was like dang, we could really do some stuff. And I feel like we have a lot of connections. Like it would be cool to just get a lot, a lot of people on and talk to them and, and do, do that sort of thing. So but once we kind of figured out what our, like, it was pretty easy to create, like a lot of companies and stuff, it's, it's come, it's hard to come up with a name. It's hard to come up with a logo, hard to come up with a motto and ours kind of just all clicked. So it was like, once we kind of got done with that, it was just, it was full throttle. Yeah. And then everything kind of went up from there. Biggest thing I would say is just like, like starting it you know what i mean just, just going for step. it yeah yeah, yeah. there's really yeah. not that much work like we started this what like six months ago probably just like basically on a whim like it wasn't really much planning we just kind of went for it and here we are six months yeah. later 30 episodes later or whatever it is yeah just going. yeah it, it goes by fast too because you look back and you're yeah. like dang we had a lot of episodes like that's crazy <laughs> do you listen back? You guys do you listen back on like your first episode and you're like or like one of your like first episodes and you're just like, wow, it's like, okay, I was like, just to see like how much it's like changed over time. Cause yeah. that's something I feel like I do. I'm like, wow. Yeah, for sure. Def definitely looking back, like on the first episode and like, like what we were saying, like it was, it was like our most viewed episode though on YouTube. And it's like, <laughs> that's crazy. Like if people watch now, they would enjoy it so much more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had our first episode was Kevin Silva, which is just, he's a guy that we, um, we know he's from like our hometown and stuff. So we just had him on as a first guest. He plays for Toronto. Um, and that was like one of our most viewed episodes just because it was like our first one. But we've had like Stefan, actually Stefan did better than him. But we've had like way bigger names on and they haven't done as well just because like it's the first one. People want to go check it out and see what it's about. Exactly. But it's like, it's crazy how much it's like changed throughout. Like before it would just be like, be reading off a script, basically just like rifling through questions, but we try to like keep it a little more conversational and, and chill. I know I had a, I went on one podcast and the dude was like 
reading off the script. And I was like, after I'd been on with Chum Chat and like knowing what a guest would feel like if you're just reading off something, it's like, bro, that's so dead. But yeah, like, yeah. Like vibe and just like improvise is so much better. And I was just like getting so frustrated with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just like, not, it's just like he's uncomfortable and you're uncomfortable. And it's like, ugh, not it's fun too for forced. Him. If, if you're like just reading off questions, the people are just going to give you their media trained, like BS answer. Or what, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're going to say what, what their, their media trainer would expect them to say. Yeah. Like the perfect answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm curious, like who, what, who does what for your podcast? Like, obviously it's three of you. Do you have other guys working behind the scenes doing like graphics or like video editing and stuff like that? Or who's handling that stuff? So when we first started, Judson would edit, uh, our other host would edit, uh, the whole video and then I mean at the beginning we really didn't have much like we would just post the video and have some crappy art post that we posted and like a a word edit or something and uh, then this guy reached out to us on DMs pretty much everybody that helped us like reached out to us and he started doing a little bit of our like our artwork and our edits and stuff like that so uh, he kind of was helping us out and then we just signed with a, a network company called Believe and they're supposed to help us out uh, this year with a bunch of different things with like ads and stuff but at the moment johan he edits like pretty much all the videos and and we kind of split split up on uh posts with instagram and who who makes them and and whatnot so we kind of just like we don't have like a we don't we don't post a lot of content like really on instagram like we just do stories really and on twitter we don't post a lot so we're trying to up that this year for sure but it's just not a priority really we just want to get the episodes out yeah you guys got some nice merch too yeah bro, it's, it's fire <laughs> How much is it? Might have to cop some. Hey, go on Chum Chat shop chumchat.com. We got a website, so you could go on there. Um, it's you could get um we, I think we have a few shirts left for like 25 and then 40 for the crew, and then like 45 and 50 or something. You heard them chumchatshop.com. Was well, no shop chum chat. Shop chumchat.com. Go cop. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys, are you guys coming out with merch like every season then? Yeah, that's the plan. So like we, I don't know if y'all saw the video too. Like we posted a commercial. Yeah. I, I saw it was, it was, it was well like produced and edited. Yeah. So we, so those guys reached out to us too, to help us get with that. So once they did that, it was kind of more like a driving force of like, Hey, if we get a sick video out of it, pictures and everything, like we'll, we'll get more merch. And, and when yeah. the winter came, it was kind of winter. So hopefully, you know, we'll have a little summer drop. <laughs> for sure right. um chuck you got anything else no nah, i think, I think that's it oh actually official prediction for the uh u.s trinidad and tobago game score prediction what do you got it's a revenge game man i don't even know i'm feeling like 7-1 or 7-1 we're gonna concede i mean i don't think so but i mean yeah, you gotta throw a little for, for insurance the sake, in there yeah yeah 7-1 Seven one, yeah. All right, that that'll be our headline. It'll be just like Taron Tessman seven one prediction. Twenty zero. That's yeah. Twenty zero. Could be. Could be. All right, man. Thanks for a lot for coming on today, Taron. We appreciate you uh, taking the time and looking forward for the uh, rest of twenty twenty one and your time with the national team in FC Dallas and listen more to your podcast too yeah go check out chum chat where do you guys post on everywhere everywhere 
everywhere go check it out it's it's tanner johan gomez of porto and then who's your other friend judson does he yeah, play plays the smu smu okay cool actually I, I got a friend who plays at smu so i gotta ask you about that after but <laughs> thanks again for coming on um and uh good luck with your scrimmage against canada tomorrow and uh we'll be following yeah i appreciate that man thanks for having me on Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple. Before we say goodbye and you skip on to your next podcast, song, or video, make sure to go subscribe and follow us on whatever site you're currently listening to just to get notified of when our next episodes are. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at KitsPod, K-I-T-S-P-O-D. Just on, we're, that's our tag on every social media. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you guys today. And I will talk to you again on next Monday. Peace.